Zion Williamson says he wants to be part of the New Orleans Pelicans. Wonderful news. Throw the confetti. Does that mean the negotiations are going to be easy now? Well, actually, they might. And I'll explain why. Plus, it's not a big deal that Brandon Ingram had surgery. I'll tell you exactly why that is. Yes, he's still going to work out with the team. And we start the Locked On Pelicans community mock draft. We'll go through the first seven picks in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, less than two weeks to the NBA draft, and I am excited. But we're going to shove a little bit of draft talk today to talk about bigger stories. Zion Williamson just coming out and saying, I want to be part of this team. Saying, quote, I do want to be here. Sign me up for more Zion Williamson as a New Orleans Pelican. Plus, Brandon Ingram has surgery. It's not a big deal. I'll explain exactly what happened, why he chose to do this. And then we'll start the Pelicans community mock draft. All of the picks are in. Thank you to everyone who participated in, in it. And we will talk about the first seven picks leading up to the Pels pick. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Look, it's an intriguing time to be looking at this Pelicans team. Are they going to draft someone? Are they going to trade it? We'll have a show on that too. We've been covering the draft prospects. I've been tweeting out who they're bringing in. We got profiles on all of them. You want to know what's going on with the team? One-stop shop right here at Locked On Pelicans Monday through Friday. Free, no paywall or anything like that, giving you the draft talk and soon to be free agency talk leading up to all of that. So let's dive right on in to Zion Williamson here. This is a big deal. Zion doing insane all of the right things. He's at the Dryads YMCA this weekend running a basketball camp saying, first and foremost, this isn't about anything other than he wants to be a pillar in his community. Love hearing that, right? As the saying goes, love New Orleans and it will love you back tenfold, a hundredfold. He's doing a whole lot of the right things since the season ended and he finally, finally spoke to the media. His dad, Lee Anderson, we've heard lots of rumors about the camp, a little bit of worry about him potentially too. Well, guess what? He said all the right things. He was talking about violence in the city and says how it hurts him, you know, and he says, you know, when I say my city, our city, he goes, I say that because we live here and his family has moved here. They do live here, right? His younger brother, Noah, goes to school here in New Orleans. So they are looking to be fully committed to not just the Pelicans right now, but the city as a whole. That's the type of buy-in you want out of your superstar. And Zion's quote after when people, when the media was there talking to him after the camp says, quote, I do want to be here. That's no secret. I feel like I've stood on that when I spoke. It was a long year for me for rehab and mental battles. I'm fine now. I'm ready to get to work. End quote. Great. Now do it. You still got to do all of that stuff, right? He said things like this before, but look, there's no injuries. There's no 
whatever the mental health issues were, and those can be a big thing, right? So he's saying and doing all of the right things so far. He's at the facility working out now. You've seen pictures of it. He looks good. He's fully cleared. There's no worry or anything like that. It should be smooth sailing ahead. And with some of the recent reporting, you know, David Griffin on the Ryan Rosillo podcast, we talked about this in the live show we did for Friday, Thursday night, Friday. By the way, we'll have another live show on Thursday. We're going to do those in the offseason right now, I've decided. He said this is a max player. There was no doubt about that, right? The question was, well, are they going to put some sort of provisions, protections, non-guaranteed money in there, all of that sort of thing? And it sounds like that's not going to be as big of a deal as it maybe once was. Woj said during the NBA Finals that Zion is going to sign an extension right out of the gate. He said the same for John Morant too. So this seems to move us past the whole difficult negotiations part of it, which David Griffin had previously said at his end of season media availability. I've seen a lot of people throw out that Joel Embiid contract. I don't know if people fully get how that works with some of the things, right? Zion is going to, if he plays, get max money. If he doesn't play, he's also going to get max money. The way those contracts tend to work is they have injury provisions in there, injury protections in there for the guaranteed money portion of the contract. Now, all of those contracts that aren't fully guaranteed have a guarantee by date. Sometimes it's in the offseason. Sometimes it's in like January or during the season that if you keep a guy on your roster by now, you got to owe him the rest of that money, the non-guaranteed portion of that. So... All that those protections do is really kind of lower some of the guaranteed money. That if Zion doesn't play 60 games, the guaranteed money for next season is 15 million of the 40 he might earn. All this allows the Pelicans to do is waive him, cut him, and only pay him 15 and not the rest of it. And then the rest of that money isn't going to necessarily sound, uh, count against the salary cap. So here's the thing why I think that is not needed. And I said this in the live show when this question came up, right? In any world other than a very obvious career-ending injury and not something that lingers and maybe he could come back from, right? Like something like his leg is cut off. Only then are they going to cut him. If he plays 55 games and his deal is still good through next season, now it's only 15 million instead of 40. Even if he plays 30 games, do you think they would cut him? Do you think they would ever cut Zion Williamson? I don't. I don't at all, right? You're going to ride that contract out. And try and get it to work with him. Because frankly, if he's not paying, it's not like you're going to be able to go and sign someone else who's really good. Your team's probably in a little bit of trouble at that point. If Zion's not healthy, not playing three, four years into this deal. So to argue about the guaranteed money when you know he's not going to get waived. And even if he's injured and you keep him on the roster, which they would. he's gonna You're going to have to pay him the rest of that. It's not like he only gets part of it then. That's not the way it works. So... I don't know if there's much of a point in haggling over some of those protections. Like I said in the live show, you know, that protects Gail Benson. And I don't really care about her money whatsoever, right? They're earmarking this money for Zion Williamson, presumably going to pay him if he's healthy. Well, you can do it if he's not to try and make it work and you're not going to cut him. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to wave him and be like, well, okay, cool. We only had to pay him 15 million instead of 40. That's never going to happen, barring some other kind of crazy thing. So if that's never going to happen, and like it's less than a a 0.5% chance, something like that, that any of those crazy things would come to fruition, who cares about the guaranteed money? I don't care about Gail Benson's checkbook and the team's finances. That doesn't matter to me when that sort of thing happens. So 
I'm good. Like, I'm not worried about it. That's why I would give him full five-year max deal, all fully guaranteed. Let's go. Sign it right now. No player option. As I was saying in the live show, that was a big thing. That's kind of my sticking point is don't give up a player option. Get him to sign the Brandon Ingram contract. Prove that he's all the way in, as David Griffin says. That might be where things get a little bit tight. But they got it with Brandon Ingram. And if they're not going to put in any injury protections or anything like that, give him the fully guaranteed max deal, it shouldn't, hopefully, shouldn't be a problem. And so, overall, I think that's kind of where I am on his contract. And that's why maybe it's what Woj says. He's going to sign an extension right out of the gate. There's not a whole lot to actually negotiate there when you really start to think about kind of how that contract could work. All right, coming up next, Brandon Ingram. Surgery. You worried? Not worried? I'm not worried. I'll tell you why. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. There's no worse feeling than when you look at your bank account and all of a sudden you realize like $9.99 was taken out. $20 or $19.99, whatever it is, right? It feels like you got scammed. And that's what a lot of those subscription things are. They're scams. So Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or that you simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, so Truebill makes it incredibly easy. Just put your subscriptions in, and you can cancel them in one tap, and Truebill is going to take care of the rest. Plus, there's a Truebill concierge there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions, or sometimes negotiate down certain things and find better deals for you which the Truebill concierge can do as well. You want to save on car insurance? It's a great option. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. They got over 2 million users. Help them save over $100 million. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA could save you thousands a year. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. You want more draft talk? Well, go check out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starting June 16th. Over 50 insiders, nothing is going to equal the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, the Locked On NBA Big Board Draft experts, plus the Odyssey insiders and us, the local host, making the picks. First pick, June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. Who did I take for the Pelicans? It's going to be in there. Okay, so Brandon Ingram had surgery, and I forgot to bring up the, the PR email here, so I'll do that now. I am not worried about this. I had a couple people reach out to me freaking out. Definitely, definitely don't need to do it. All right, Brandon Ingram medical update. The New Orleans Pelicans announced today, this is June 10th, that forward Brandon Ingram recently underwent successful surgery on his right fifth finger to address a lexicon fracture. The surgery was performed. Well, you don't need to know that. The timetable is six to eight weeks. It's his right pinky finger. And you saw him in game five of the playoff series against the Suns. He kind of jammed it or something like that, right? You saw that. He was kind of hurting hurting with it. Still went out and he played. This is not a big deal. This seems like it has to do with him flexing it and it not being able to go straight. And it probably just wasn't healing like he wanted. So surgery fixes it. Just, just take care of it, right? Don't let this linger. Don't let this become a thing. Let's just kind of take care of it and not have it be a problem whatsoever for Brandon Ingram. So he's out six to eight weeks. Look. That sucks. You'd like him doing some stuff during that time, but it's not like he's going to forget how to play basketball. Been playing basketball for over 20 years. He will be just fine. I had people message me, on uh, DM me on Twitter, being like, oh my God, he won't be able to work out with the team and all that stuff. Man, don't worry about that. These guys deserve a little bit of a break. 
You know, they're not always in the lab putting in insane hours. Sometimes it's the offseason for a reason. And think about when the Pelicans went to Nashville last year for those team workouts that had everyone other, other than Zion Williamson, right? That wasn't until August. This puts him on the timetable to do all of that. That's when that squad really came together, right? Almost like a retreat kind of in a way. That's where Not On Her was really coming from, right? You know, he'll be around the team in Summer League, I'm sure. He just won't be playing with them until later, and that's okay. This is still following the timetable of everything last offseason. You know, CJ said he wanted to organize workouts for him, Brandon, and Zion. They'll still get to do that. You don't know if they were going to do that anyway right now, right? CJ's off in Bristol, New York, doing the NBA Finals thing, being a pundit for ESPN and being damn good at it, by the way, and a great representative of New Orleans during all of that. So this still checks out with the timeline that you'd want for these guys. And look, I'd rather him just take care of it and move on. Just get a little bit of a break, right? He's still do cardio. It's not like he's going to forget how to shoot or anything like that. And this shouldn't mess with anything. And it just fixes it. And you don't have to stress. You don't have to worry. When it comes to NBA players, you know, this can be a good thing. We kind of hoped at a certain point, or at least I did, that maybe Zion would just get a second surgery and just get the foot thing done with. Maybe it didn't need that. You know, the injections that he had, the other procedure seemed to work out. And he's fully healthy now, so he's good to go. But if he had had another surgery, could he have played sooner? Could he have played in the playoffs? All of that stuff, and we don't know, and it doesn't really end up mattering, but sometimes it's better just to fix these things. That's what I think is going to happen here. I think he's still going to have plenty of time to work out with his teammates, to have everyone get on the same page and do all of that. This is like literally no big deal. There's no reason to freak out, and I get why you might worry, that you know, the history of these type of injuries and things here in New Orleans, certainly. But I don't think there's anything to worry when it comes to Brandon Ingram. He, he takes good care of himself. He's been through worse injuries before, right? The blood clot, all of that stuff. He's going to be fine. He'll be working out with the team. No big deal whatsoever. And so life's good. So don't stress this whatsoever. He'll be just fine. And I'm glad he's just making the decision of like, screw it. Let's fix it right now and move on. I think that's the right thing to do. And I'm looking forward to seeing Brandon on the court next season. No concern. We'll forget about this with time. All right, coming up next, we're talking a little bit of NBA draft in today's show. Ran the Locked On Pelicans community mock draft. Thank you to everyone who reached out and wanted to participate. Let's go over the first seven picks. I'll tell you the picks, who made the pick, and their reasoning why and give you my thoughts on how this has gone so far. We'll probably do these in the next two shows as well to talk about that. I want to spend a little bit of time in tomorrow's show talking about the Pels pick too. But that's going to be coming up in tomorrow's episode. So that's all coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. So find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including the NBA Finals, the NHL Conference Finals. Oh, those are over. We're now at the Stanley Cup Finals, right? You got Major League Baseball and, of course, all the latest fighting news, whether it's MMA, UFC, straight to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, Warriors in the third quarter, even if they don't end up covering, uh, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're covering all the topics you want to hear, explaining why it's no big deal that Brandon Ingram had surgery, while maybe 
you don't need to worry about some of those injury protections in Zion Williamson's contract. Let me know if they should put those in. Do you think they should, or are you less worried about it now that I've kind of explained it with what that actually does for the team? And they're never going to cut him. You know that. Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. Now, go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies giving you some of the best in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Drafts, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're doing our own Mock Draft here. I wanted to run a Pelicans community Mock Draft. This was kind of fun. Have people take over different teams, make your picks. And I loved this. We had a ton of people. I just assigned everyone a team. So there are some people making three picks, things like that. Potentially, we'll do another one of these if we got time or do it again next year. And this was a lot of fun. So thank you to everyone who participated. If you wanted to participate, but I didn't, and I kind of picked people at random other than a few, make sure you let me know next year and we'll try and get you in, especially if you weren't in on this one. So let's kind of run through it a little bit here. So starting with the Orlando Magic, this was at Sean Bahama, part of the Pels 12, one of the founders taking Jabari Smith out of Auburn. He says it's a 6'10 shooter, an offensive create, an offense creator who can also defend. He's built for the future of the NBA. I think he should go number one overall. I think that's a great pick. Number two, Dalton Tingle. Dalton underscore Tingle here. Chet Holmgren goes to the Thunder out of Gonzaga. Chet has all of the tools to become an elite big man in the league. Shot making and shot blocking are elite. I agree with that. He is unbelievable on that defensive side of the ball. He fits into OKC's core and would be match. Uh, it would be a perfect match made for them. And he'll be surrounded by good guard play with Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy. You know the type of guard play around a big man. It just makes so much sense. And also, I would really love to see Chet Holmgren out there with Poku and just see the two super skinny white dudes that are very skilled and very talented. And it would just look kind of strange, but also probably be a lot of fun. Coming up in third, we've got, it's at Otro underscore Jose underscore Moss underscore. Picking for the Houston Rockets at three, and he goes with Paolo Banchero, Duke. I love his reasoning for this because he's the best player available. Sometimes you don't need to overthink it. There's a tier of three guys, kind of four guys, if you want to include Jade and Ivy in that. You may as well take the best one when you're third. Just get talent, right? That's what you need to do in some of those picks right there. And at that point... It's definitely Bancaro above Jaden Ivey in my book by like not an insignificant margin. But Jaden Ivey does go forward to the Sacramento Kings, and this comes from at NOLA Analytics. And he says, according to nearly everyone who's studying the draft this year, there's a top four of Smith, Holmgren, Bancaro, and Ivey. The Kings have an easy decision to take with the last guy left. For the most part, I think they do. I think they'd like to actually trade back like two, one or two spots and probably pick up something else potentially with the Indiana Pacers if they really want Ivy and he makes a lot of sense for them. I could also see them going with a guy like Keegan Murray, just some depth on the wing who will start on day one for them. And they're a little bit of a crowded backcourt, right? Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, do you need Jaden Ivy there too? When you have Sabonis, do you try and go with maybe the best player that you can plug in? And that could be Keegan Murray, who I think is going to be a very solid pro. And Keegan Murray does go five in our Locked On Pels mock draft here. It's at Man of God 8888848 at the end of that. Takes Keegan Murray and says, uh, he's drafting Keegan, Mr. Analytics Murray, who led the country in PER and is the highest floor prospect in the lottery. I agree with that. Like, there's almost zero chance he fails. I don't know how much more room he has to grow, but what he does already is excellent. 
And he says, though, I, he thinks that he'll actually go for and be paired, paired with Sabonis. So he didn't want to screw up the draft board here and decided to take Keegan Murray five for the Pistons. But I think that makes sense. He'll start for them. He'll play. He's going to be a very good professional NBA player. Six, Jaden Sharp going to the Indiana Pacers. It's at Summit underscore 06. And he says... Reason he's picking him here is where my, my where my reasoning go is because he's matching up in a backcourt with Tyrese Halliburton and Sharp would be a great fit. He's a playmaker and a shooter with a high and could be a high upside score. Dude's shot is awesome. Dude's shot is awesome. I get all the other concerns and I recently said the Pelicans brought him in for a workout. I'm very high on him. I have him as the fifth highest guy on my board. Here he goes, six. I think Indiana, if he's there, has to take him and kind of swing for a guy that like drips in all NBA potential in my book. He's going to be that good of a score and has the defensive, the size is there, all the defensive tools are there too. And then seven. And I think this really is where the draft starts, right? Like I think those were the first six picks, the guys we went over, Smith, Holmgren, Bancaro, Ivy, Murray, Sharp, in some order. But I think those are probably the six guys. Seven is where it gets interesting. And this is probably where the draft starts with the Portland Trailblazers. One, they might try and trade the pick. And two, they could go in any number of directions here. I've looked at mock drafts. I've seen mock drafts, right? They could take a guy like Benedict Matherin. They could take a guy like Dyson Daniels, right? They kind of need a center. Maybe they go with Jalen Duran. But here, it's at Evan MPDX artist who's been a friend of the Pels 12 awesome dude met him in person and he has them taking Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor I it's no doubt that I'm high on Sohan here the Blazers have finished 29th in defensive rating each of the last two seasons going to next season the team will be married to a Dame and Aunt, Aunt, uh, Anthony Simmons backcourt um Two poor perimeter defenders. The biggest need is an athletic, lengthy wing who can switch. Where did it all go? Who can switch onto multiple positions in the pick and wo- in the pick and roll. And that's why, with the seventh pick, my Portland Trailblazers select Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor. So I get all of his reasoning. Tons makes sense. And again, I'm very high on Sohan. I think he's going to be a really good NBA player. And defensively, he can guard one through five. I don't know if that's the pick that's going to make Damian Lillard happy when I think he wants some offensive help. And a guy that's going to help him win right now. And I don't know if someone's going to do that, at least on the offensive side of the ball just yet. And they're so bad defensively that while he helps them, is it going to make that much of a difference next year? Probably not. Further down the line, absolutely. But probably not immediately because, you know, they're just leaky every single, at basically every single position other than Josh Hart. So he's not going to dramatic, he's not going to completely turn around their defense himself. Do they maybe go for someone who can help them more? right away and that's what I wonder but still seven it makes a ton of sense why they would go with Jeremy Sohan there so tomorrow the Pelicans pick who does our locked on Pelicans community mock draft have him uh, who's selecting him uh, who's selecting for them there we go I'll get this right at eight I'll break that down in tomorrow's show and we'll run through more of the picks from the community mock draft I also want to talk a little bit about a potential trade target for New Orleans big name We'll talk about it in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We're getting closer to the draft and we're going to be covering it all here. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.